You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By the University of Akron. Visit areyououtthere.com. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. We join you from Philadelphia and Citizens Bank Park where the Indians are involved in interleague play against the Phillies this weekend. Coming up on this week's show, we will visit with Francisco Lindor and talk to him about giving back to the community. He did that here in Philadelphia on the off day Thursday, meeting with some kids from the RBI program here. So some great stuff from Frankie Lindor, the Tribe shortstop. Also, we will visit with Jabba Chamberlain, Indians relief pitcher who's off to an outstanding start this season. We'll check in with Trevor Bauer, who moves back into the Indians starting rotation with the injury to Carlos Carrasco last weekend over in Detroit. We'll have our weekly farm report with Carter Hawkins, the Indians director of player development. And when we come back, we'll take a look at the week gone by as we get rolling with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians radio network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you in Philadelphia where the Indians are playing the Phillies in interleague play. Tribe returns home on Tuesday night. They'll take on the Detroit Tigers, part of a a really good homestand featuring Central Division rivals, the Tigers, and the World Series champion Kansas City Royals coming in next weekend. So some good stuff at home for the Indians as they played a lot of road games early in the season, but they'll be home for a nice six-game stretch starting Tuesday night against the Tigers. Speaking of the Tigers, as we start our week in review, we look back to last Sunday in Detroit where the Indians wrapped up a sweep of the Tigers with a 6-3 to victory. But uh, the game started on a down note for the Indians. Carlos Carrasco was cruising along in the third inning when he went to cover first base on a ground ball, and here's what happened. Now the 1-1, swing and a little tamper, hit slowly on the grass at first. Santana scoops. Carrasco fell down. He kicked the bag, but is he hurt? Oh, it look, yeah, he is up limping. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And he got up and goes right back down, grabbing his left hamstring. Carrasco went racing to the bag. Santana shoveled the ball over to him, and it's almost like Carrasco's feet hit a patch of ice when he hit the top of the bag, and down he went, and he's hurt. And I'm guessing his day is done. Oh, my, oh, my. As it turns out, Carrasco will be lost from four to six weeks, which was the best-case scenario. The Indians were fearful that perhaps 
He had sustained an injury severe enough to be lost for the season, but the strained hamstring was deemed just a strain, not a tear or anything like that. So best-case scenario for Carrasco, and uh, we should see him back in four to six weeks. Now the Indians, after Carrasco left the game, would start to go to work against Tigers pitching. Jose Ramirez is off to a good start this season, and in the fourth inning, he got it going for the Indians. Here's the pitch to Ramirez. He swings and lines it to left center. Long run goes. He dives, and he can't make the play. The ball pops free, rounding third, heading for home, and scoring is Lindor into second with a double is Jose Ramirez, and the Indians grab a one nothing lead. Another hitter who has been a pleasant surprise for the Tribe, Marlon Byrd, kept it going in that fourth inning. Here's the 1-0. Swung on, line drive to right. That gets down for a base hit. Rounding third, heading for home is Ramirez. Here's the throw by Martinez. Offline, Ramirez scores on the RBI single by Marlon Bird, and the Indians now lead it 2-0. And Bird continues to pick up his base hits in key spots. RBI number six for Marlon Bird. And the rookie, Tyler Naquin, also chipped in. Bird, the base runner at first, not being held. Here's the pitch. Swung on, line drive, right center field, a base hit, and that ball's headed to the alley. It splits the gap, rolls all the way to the wall. This will allow Bird to come flying around third. He'll score right behind him, and then holding at third is Naquin, who was flying around the bases and has an easy stand-up RBI triple. The Tribe now leads it 3-0. Then in the fifth, the Indians padded their lead with Ramirez coming through once again. Now the right-hander's ready. Here's his pitch. Swung on, ground ball, right side, base hit into right field. That'll score Kipnis. On his way to third is Lindor. He's in safely. And Jose Ramirez, in his second straight plate appearance, has an RBI base hit. The Indians now lead 4-2. And so, too, did Marlon Byrd. Bird, one for two. He had an RBI single last time. Pitch to him. Swung on, line drive, base hit, center field. That'll score Lindor. Moving up to second is Ramirez, and the Tribe now leads it 5-2, to two, thanks to the RBI base hit by Marlon Bird. Brad Osmus, I mean, that ball wasn't back to the infield, and the manager for the Tigers was on his way to the mound, and the sarcastic cheers from the fans here at Comerica Park, they have not enjoyed the way this weekend has gone for their Tigers. Juan Uribe also chipped in in that three-run fifth. Here's the 0-2. Swung on, line drive, center field. Coming on, boy, uh, goes, and he can't get to it. He stumbles. The ball pops free. Headed for third and being waved around is Ramirez. He will score. Goes came in and just butchered a sinking line drive. That ball dropped in front of him, and then he just couldn't find it. And Ramirez motored around third and was able to score easily, and the Indians now lead it 6-2. to two. Now the Tigers would get back into it, and the Indians were in dire straits in the eighth inning. They called upon Jeff Manship to try and work out of a jam as Miguel Cabrera, who had gotten the day off, was called on to pinch hit with the bases loaded, and here's what happened. Manship's ready. Here it comes. A swing and a little bloop foul. First baseman, Carlos Santana, hit the ump, but still makes the catch. Gary Cedarstrom 
got in the way, and Santana banged into him, kept charging into foul ground, and made the catch. What a job by Jeff Manship. Six to three, Indians lead the Tigers. We go to the ninth. And then Cody Allen came on to save it in the ninth. Cody Allen kicks and fires. Kinsler, a swing and a miss. Ball game. And the Indians, for the first time in eight years, have swept the series in the Motor City. And the Indians, in the process, hold the Detroit Tigers to a grand total of five runs in this three-game series. So the Indians wrapped up the series sweep of the Tigers on Sunday. It was off to Minneapolis to open a three-game series against the Twins on Monday, and it did not go well early for the Tribe. Monday night, Eddie Rosario hit a home run in the bottom half of the ninth inning to snap a three-all tie, and the Twins went on to the 4-3 win. Then Tuesday night, Miguel Sano, also in the bottom half of the ninth inning, won the game with a walk-off single, and uh, the Twins had taken two walk-off victories over the Tribe the first two games of the series. But the Indians would bounce back Wednesday night in the series finale. With the Indians down 3-0, Francisco Lindor would get things started for the Tribe in the third inning. Lindor batting left-handed sends a fly ball into medium deep left center. On the run as Santana can't make the catch. Ball drops, gets by him onto the warning track. Into scores Naquin. Santana round third coming home. Relay throw to the plate, cut off. Santana scores standing. And into second with a two-run double the opposite way to left center is Frankie Lindor. Then in the fifth, Jason Kipnis would tie things up. Now the 2-2. Swung on, line drive, down the right field line. It gets down for a base hit. Rattling around in the corner as Naquin rounds third. He'll score. The throw comes to second. Kipnis slides in safely with a double as Santana chugs into third. And Kipnis has tied this game at three. Also in the fifth, Lindor would come through and give the Indians the lead. Here's the 1-2. Swung on, looped on a couple of hops to the second baseman, Dozier. He throws on to first in time, but Lindor gets the job done as Santana comes down the line and scores from third. The Indians are in front for the first time tonight, 4-3. to three. Well, That's a, a great at-bat for Francisco Lindor. He had two strikes on him quickly, fouled off a couple of pitches and just got the bat on the ball and kept it in the middle of the diamond where the infield was back. And he drives in another run, his third tonight, now with nine on the season. And then it was Mike Napoli contributing as well with a key base hit. The 2-2, swung on, line drive, left center, gets down for a base hit. Brantley will score on the RBI single by Napoli, and the Indians now lead it 6-3. And Mike Napoli coming through here in the fifth. That's RBI number 11 for Napoli. And the Indians have a three-run lead. So the Indians had a lead of 6-3. to three. The bullpen was trying to nail things down, and Zach McAllister came up big in the seventh. McAllister desperately wants to get Park here and not let the count get to 3-2. and two. The right-handers 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. High fastball. Got him. McAllister gets the bases loaded strikeout of Byung Ho Park. And that keeps the Indians on top of the Twins. Six to five through seven. 
and Cody Allen, who had allowed the winning base hit the night before, came on for the save. Indians trailed 3-0 after one. Scored two in the third. The Indians then took the lead with a four-run fifth and were up 6-3. This will be pitch number nine of the at-bat. 6-5 Indians in the ninth payoff pitch. Swung on, hit high and deep to center. Naquin going back in front of the track, makes the catch. Ball game. Well, it's never easy in this building for the Indians, but Cody Allen perseveres on a nine-pitch at bat with Joe Maurer and gets him to fly out to fairly deep center field and end it. And the Indians avoid the sweep, winning the finale here tonight by a score of 6-5. to five. So the Indians had a one-run win. Afterward, Allen stopped by to talk about the ups and downs of closing games in the major leagues. What a way to end it, Cody. A nine-pitch battle against Joe Maurer. Uh, that's got to be one that you relish, isn't it? I mean, they're never easy, but to get that guy to end the game? You know, I mean, I honestly threw every pitch that at bat exactly like I wanted to, except that last one, and he... I mean, he's a tough at bat. I mean, the guy's, you know, you know, he's one of the greats. Um, so, I mean, he just put up an unbelievable bat, and, you know, he barreled that last one up, but hopefully went, you know, right at our uh, center fielder. Sarby did a good job positioning him and Millsy. And, Cody, you, you come on a, a night after one gets away, and, and we talk about it all the time. you got to have that short memory. And, and how do you approach it when, when you have a tough one and you get back out there right again the next night? You know, it's one of those things where, you know, I know the last couple of Aprils haven't been that great for me, but, you know, there's only, you know, there's only one thing you can do, and that's just trying to keep going out there and keep doing it. Uh, you know, you can't really just cave in and call it a day because it's April. So, you know, last night, you know, it, it stunk, but, you know, he had to show up and, you know, trying to keep that from happening again. So, you know, you kind of erase it from your memory when you get to the ballpark today and just try and focus on today if that situation rises again. You know, you do your best to try and do your job for the team. You know, you say it's a rough April, but, Cody, you're second in the American League in saves. You're seven for seven in save opportunities. Is it different pitching with the lead as compared to when you come into a tie game? You know, I think it's just been one of those things where, you know, you catch a bad break every now and then. Um, you know, you you know you, you go in and you're trying to strand runners and, you know, walking guys in bad spots and, you know, I just threw, I've thrown a couple bad pitches and, you know, a, some really tight spots in the game, and that's kind of the life of a guy at the back end of the bullpen. You know, everything's kind of magnified. You're not really out there in, in blowouts too often just getting work. You know, most of the time when you're out there, even when you're struggling and trying to work through stuff, it's in tight situations, and you got to work it out in those tight situations. Well, great job tonight, Cody. Sure makes for a great off day. Congratulations, and thanks so much. Thanks, guys. And sure enough, after an off day Thursday, Friday night, the Indians were in Philadelphia. Game tied at three, bottom of the 11th inning. Allen on in relief, and Ryan Howard hit a game-winning home run for the Phillies. So once again, that up-and-down roll of a major league closer. Never easy, and for Cody Allen, he's trying to find that consistency here as the calendar turns to May. That's our look at the week gone by. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Trevor Bauer and also Jabba Chamberlain, a couple of Indians pitchers coming your way next on the Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Philadelphia and Citizens Bank Park where the Indians are playing the Phillies this weekend. 
Well, Trevor Bauer will get an opportunity to pitch on Saturday night back in the starting rotation. For Bauer, he had a decent spring after winning 11 games a year ago. He went 11-12 and 12 with an ERA of 4.55. But you may remember toward the tail end of the season, he was taken out of the starting rotation and moved to the bullpen. And sure enough, enough that's what happened this spring at the end of spring training. The Indians with six viable starting pitchers, and Bauer found himself the odd man out and was sent to the bullpen. Well, he came up big last Sunday in the game in Detroit, in which Carlos Carrasco had to leave in the third inning with the hamstring issue. Bauer came on in relief, threw 64 pitches, and got the win. And we had a chance to visit with Bauer earlier this week and ask him about that game on Sunday in Detroit and uh, what it meant to get ready quickly and, and be able to contribute to the team in a situation where things did not look good because of the injury situation to Carrasco. Yeah, happy with the results for sure. Um, you know, team got a good win. Anytime you can go into Detroit, you know, division opponent, but especially Detroit with how they've kind of beat us up the last couple of years, especially early in the season. You know, I think last year we uh, we were two and one in Houston. And we came home and got swept by Detroit. So it's nice to kind of turn the tables on them. Uh, you know, pick up three wins in the division, get above 500, and you know, really feel like we're playing well. And um, so happy with the results. Obviously, you know, it's tough. Losing, uh, losing a teammate like that, and uh, hopefully Carlos is okay. Um, so, you know, still kind of waiting to see how he progresses, obviously, but, yeah. And you mentioned that, and, and there's that human side to the game that I think we forget sometimes. You come in to pitch, and obviously you're focusing on getting outs, but I understand you went up and, and checked on him to see how he was doing, and, and what led you up that way and, and, and away from the dugout where most pitchers more normally might stay? Well, I didn't get to see the play, actually. Uh, I was in the bullpen. I was getting a piece of gum. My back was turned, and, you know, I was uh, Ross Detweiler. I said, hey, uh, Cookie just went down. You might want to get, you know, throwing. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, I thought he was joking with me. He goes, no, seriously, he's down. So I turn around, and I look out, and, you know, there's people on the field over by first base. I'm like, oh, shoot, that doesn't look like – I figured maybe he just had slipped or something, and, you know. So – not getting to see the play, I was kind of, you know, I didn't know what happened. I didn't know if it was knee or hamstring or if he got stepped on and his ankle maybe. I don't know. I didn't know what was what happened. So I had to get ready and, and you're going and pitch. And uh, so after I got that out to get out of the end, the first inning that I pitched, uh, I think it was the third, um, I wanted to go up and see, you know, what actually had happened to him, you know, how much, how bad it was, how he was feeling and stuff like that. Um, and also just, you know, kind of, lend my support if I, you know, at least, you know, spiritually, um, you know, trying to help him out as, if I could. You come on and, and whenever there's an injury, the next pitcher is supposed to get as much time as he wants to warm up. Yeah. Is it hard, though, to take as much time as you need, especially when you're on the, the stadium mound and not out in the bullpen? Yeah, and I think they put you on the stadium mound kind of for that reason, to give you a little bit of like, hey, let's try to get the game going. Um I mean, if I was going to take as much time as I needed to get, you know, properly loose, I probably would have taken 15 or 20 minutes, you know. So um, I got to a point where I was, you know, I felt I was able to compete and, and whatnot. And then, you know, what went about getting the game on, you know, in progress. And then um, next inning, you know, when we were hitting, they had the same thing, same type of thing happen to their pitcher. So then they have someone come in and warm up. So I went from not really being loose the first you know fully loose like I would normally be um 
to then having a long inning, you know, while their guy came in and warmed up and, and went through the same thing. We scored a couple runs, and um, that actually was uh, was nice because it gave me some time to kind of do a lot of the stuff that I would normally do to warm up that I didn't get to do in that situation. So when I went out for the fourth inning, uh, I was I was ready to go, and you know, I had a, a good loose feeling like I'm norm I'm used to having. Trevor, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Yep, thank you. That's Trevor Bauer, who's back in the rotation for the time being with the injury to Carlos Carrasco. And it really does sound like he's in a good place after a month or so working out of the bullpen. Now, speaking of the bullpen, pitching extremely well for the Indians out of the pen in a limited role so far is Jabba Chamberlain. He's appeared in six games, which isn't a whole lot, but he's been outstanding. Scoreless outings all. Hitters are just one for 16 against him. And uh, he generally has done the job when called upon. We had a chance to visit with Jabba earlier this week, and he, he talked about having a good spring, making the club in spring training because he was throwing the ball well and then transitioning into the regular season, which sometimes can be a challenge. But for him, you know, he's been in this game a while. I mean, not really. It's obviously a different energy. It's a different dynamic. I mean, obviously in spring training you try to create you know, as much as the regular season as you can. I mean, obviously there's, there's a little bit maybe not less pressure, but more pressure in the same aspect as that goes. So you, know, you just try to create the dynamic and, and try to make it as, as similar as you can. But, you know, just trying to come into the season and, you know, get the first couple out of your way, it's, um, you know, it's, you know, as a competitor and, and to have those nerves is always a good feeling. And do you still feel that you're throwing the ball as well at this point in, in the season as you have in, uh, in quite some time as far as throwing in April and, and early May? Yeah, I mean, always, you know, you're just trying to, you know, get a feel, you know, slow the game down as much as you can just because, you know, obviously in spring training it's, uh, you know, the game's not as fast as, you know, the regular season in situations. So, you know, always, you know, you just try to, you know, create a create a good base of, of what you've done in spring training and try to take it into the season and, and continue to build from there. Use early in the season can always be a challenge, I'm sure. And you've had some longer stretches off, and, and then uh, some other times you come on just face one hitter. How have you been able to stay sharp uh, during this time? Well, you just, I mean, there's there's no situation that I haven't pitched in in, in this game in the, in the career that I've had. So you, you kind of expect, you know, everything, you know, to be ready every day. And that's the biggest thing that you can do just to, uh, you may get there for one hitter, you may get there for an inning plus. So you just kind of, you know, make sure that you get your work in, in the pen, uh, make sure you stay off the mound and, and to make sure you familiarize yourself with your delivery. And sometimes, you know, when you go, you know, a few days without it, you got to make sure you stay on the mound and, and just get your delivery and throw some pitches and, and to know the balance of, hey, I need to get some work in before the game, but I still need to be ready if I need to be called into the game. And in baseball, more than any other game, one of those uh, quickly forget ga games, and obviously last night a tough one. But uh, what does a team do to, to bounce back quickly and, and forget the night before? I mean, come back and, uh, you know, just go about your business. You know, obviously every game is important and every pitch is important. So, you know, know what we, uh, you know, need to get better on. You know, no matter if you've, you haven't lost any games or if you lost them all, there's always ways you can get better and there's ways, you know, to continue to, to come together as a team and, and, and put it together. So, you know, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow, but at the end of the day, that's the greatest part about this game. You get a chance to wake up tomorrow and do the same thing against the same ball club and, and to get after it. And, you know, when you play a team so many times, you kind of know, you know, that one pitch could make a difference. And so that's that's the greatest part about this is we get a chance to, 
you know, go to bed and, and get up and, and do it again and, and have fun and, and grind with each other and, and to know, you know, we have a great ball club and, and we can do what we set out to do. We just got to continue to execute and, and go from pitch one. All part of a long season. Jabba, thanks a lot for coming by. Anytime. That's Jabba Chamberlain, Indians relief pitcher, off to an outstanding start after making the club as a non-roster invite this spring. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll be joined by Carter Hawkins. The Weekly Farm Report coming your way shortly on the Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia where the Indians have an interleague series with the Phillies. Meanwhile, a little bit closer to home, we had a chance to check in with Carter Hawkins, our weekly farm report with the Tribe Director of Player Development and was taking in some action with the AAA Columbus Clippers. Obviously, a lot of players here that uh, we will see at some point in time already have this week. In fact, both Kyle Crockett and Tommy Hunter, who had been at AAA Columbus, they've been called up this week to help out in the Indians' bullpen. So a lot to get to with Carter on the Columbus Ball Club. And we start with pitching, starting pitching specifically, and Mike Clevenger, the right-hander who had a good spring, tremendous finish to his season a year ago, and he's off to a real good start this season as well. Yeah, really, a lot of the things that we saw, you know, during spring training, um, a powerful fastball, breaking ball that can miss fast, you know, some life to his pitches. You know, he's definitely a competitor and, and is really – um, transitioned well into this, you know, AAA environment. It absolutely is a guy that, that's on our radar uh, for the major league. He's on the 40-man roster, of course, and um, you know, definitely feel like he's a guy that, you know, at some point here in the in the near future, should there be a need, um, will be a guy that you know might uh, have a shot to pitch up in the big leagues. But you know, for the time being, uh, still refining his stuff, still refining the consistency of his stuff, and um, just getting better every day down there. And I know another starting pitcher that, that you've been impressed with early on is Will Roberts, and we just saw him briefly during spring training. But what did he do in the offseason that's allowed him to take a step forward this year? Yeah, Will's a really cool story. Um, you know, had a solid year last year, you know, pitching AAA, got out, um, but really understood and, and had some great self-awareness and, and said to himself this offseason, you know, you know, what I'm doing right now hasn't gotten me to the major leagues yet, hasn't you know, helped me to, to reach my goals uh, to where exactly I want to be. And in a lot of ways, remade himself, um, redid his arm action, shortened it up a little bit to allow him to spin a breaking ball a little bit more efficiently. And, you know, for a pitcher, that's that's a really big thing, you know, to, to change the way you throw a baseball. But worked his tail off to, to put himself in position to, to make those changes, came into spring training, um, stood stuck with those changes, which is hard to do as well in that kind of environment. And you know, early on, the the results have been pretty good. Um, and he just continues to get more comfortable with what he's doing and, and really um, couldn't be more excited about the process that he's gone through and really feel like um, there's a chance that, that he could, you know, kind of break the ceiling that he had put on himself a little bit last year and, and be a guy that, you know, like Clevenger, is, is certainly on the radar uh, should we have an opportunity up in the major leagues. Carter Hawkins joining us, Indians Director of Player Development. We're talking AAA Columbus this week, and we'll shift to the bullpen. Interesting name. Uh, you had a Rule 5 selection that the Padres had in their camp and were hoping to keep, but you got Josh Martin back at the end of spring training, and uh, he's a reliever. And, and what do you like about him, and, and why are you excited to have him back in the system? Yeah, Josh is a, a great story as well. Um, came out of Sanford University, not Stanford, but Sanford down in Birmingham a few years back. And 
know, it's fairly unheralded uh, as a prospect, but just really, really works uh, to improve his velocity, to improve his delivery, to improve his secondary stuff. And every single year, just became a better pitcher. And to the point where, you know, he was basically the last guy uh, not on our roster when we made those decisions this offseason. So that exposed him to the Rule 5 draft. And um, sure enough, San Diego saw a lot of the things that we were seeing and, and picked them up. And he had a chance to make that team and, and was the last guy uh, that didn't make that team in spring training this year. So uh, a tough transition for him just from a standpoint of, you know, one day he's you know, battling for a major league spot in San Diego. Then the next day he's designated for assignment a little bit in limbo in terms of what his next move is. And then uh, gets returned back to us, which we could not have been more excited about um, to have a guy with you know, the angle that he has on his pitches, uh, the spin that he has on his breaking ball. He has a curveball that's, that's well above major league average um, to get that guy back in our bullpen. We feel like he's great major league depth for us and, I'm just really excited to to bring him back home, you know, in our minds. So he's fit really well back into that Columbus bullpen, and and he's definitely on the radar uh, for a call-up should uh, that opportunity arise. Other relievers are much more familiar to Tribe fans because of their major league time, and and one of them's back with the club, Kyle Crockett. Uh, Has he done anything to kind of recapture what he had a a couple of seasons ago, and and, uh, what are you trying to get him to so he can have some good success again in the major leagues? Yeah, for Kyle, it's, it was about really just capturing that consistency you know, from when he first came up. You know, absolutely, the the deception that his angle uh, creates was something that that helped him and helped his margin of error a little bit early on. But you know, now that he's been there and done that to some extent, and guys have seen him and the books out a little bit, he just has to be a lot more consistent with his stuff. So being focused on staying, uh, you know, consistent with his arm slot and his, his breaking pitches has been really important for Kyle. And, He's done a great job of working on that, you know, both through spring training and in Columbus, and uh, has been successful in the early part of, of the year this year, and we'll give him the opportunity here in Cleveland now uh, as well to, to be a, a left-hander that you know, can complement our bullpen very well. So, um, you know, just a, a really good kid that uh, works his tail off as well and um, knows what, what he needs to do day in and day out. And Pete Carson and Chris Jimmy have done a great job with him and excited to see how he does up here in Cleveland. And a different end of the spectrum – uh, some good major league time, very successful for Tommy Hunter, who is coming back from some injury issues. But it sounds like he's progressing very, very well. He is. Um, he's gone through a, a conservative rehab uh, protocol in Columbus to make sure he was in a good spot before we you know, get him out of there. But has thrown the ball well. He's shown great velocity, um, shown the, the breaking stuff and change up that, that we knew he had as well. And you know, We're really excited about getting him up uh, once his rehab stint is over. But uh, absolutely somebody that should help complement our bullpen really well um, and another power right-handed pitcher that, that uh, hopefully can help us close some games out here at some point. Carter Hawkins with us, the Indians Director of Player Development. We're talking AAA Columbus, and let's switch to the position player side. Giovanni Urshela, uh, boy, he had a, just a tremendous spring after getting his feet wet in the major leagues a year ago. It looked like a slow start for him, though, at at the regular season with Columbus, but uh, things starting to click in again for him and, and show some progress? Yeah, for sure. You know, the, the Columbus team really had a, a strange start to the season. Um, you know, so we break on a Sunday uh, during spring training, and the first game typically is a Thursday, but um, like our team up in Cleveland, we, we had a lot of rainouts and even more in Columbus to where they really didn't even get to start the season um, until that next week. So there was you know, seven or eight days off where guys couldn't really get outside, and I think it's 
it stunted the progress a lot of, of, of a lot of our, of our hitters there. It's offensively, we sputtered a little bit out of the start, but we're getting going now really well. And, and Gio is certainly uh, one of those guys that's starting to get back into his groove. And, um, you know, absolutely feel like he's uh, an offensive threat for us and a guy that's going to help us out in Cleveland. But, um, you know, obviously pretty small sample sizes and um, it's just really good to see him start to swing it again. And uh, the defense is, has been and always will be there, hopefully, and then he's played really well over there. So, um, you know, his, his attitude has been outstanding. Um, you know, knowing that, you know, we signed a major league free agent, knowing that he likely was going to start in Columbus, that, that did not uh, diminish his work, diminish his attitude. He's been a great teammate and, and just continues to try to get better so they can help us out in Cleveland here at some point. And in the outfield, uh, you have some uh, major league time ready players down there in, in Joey Butler. Robbie Grossman, we saw a lot of them in spring training. How have they been doing in, in terms of trying to stay ready, just in case? Yeah, I mean, those guys are professionals. You know, like you said, they've, they've been in the major leagues. They know their routines. They know what they need to do, not only to get ready for every game, to be ready to play in the big leagues, but also to get better every day. So, um, you know, Chris Trimmey has just raved about the way that those guys have handled themselves. Um, and it's just great to have them uh, just from a, an impact on our younger guys as well. So both that plus knowing that, you know, we have great depth uh, should we need that opportunity in the major leagues is, is really encouraging. Um, and, you know, couldn't be more excited about having those guys in our system. And, you know, inevitably, you know, things change and it would be uh, would not be a surprise to see those guys helping us out here uh, sometime in the near future. Well, Carter, as always, uh, great to have you along for the update this week on AAA Columbus. Thanks for the time. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks so much, Rosie. Talk to you soon. That's Carter Hawkins, the Indians. Director of Player Development, talking about the Columbus Ball Club. The Clippers off to a good start and already providing the Indians with some reinforcements as the season moves along. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Francisco Lindor about uh, a real nice thing that he did on the off day here in Philadelphia on Thursday, visiting with some of the kids from the RBI program here in Philadelphia. That's coming your way shortly on the Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. It's our final segment from Philadelphia and Citizens Bank Park as the Indians take on the Phillies here in interleague play this weekend. And Francisco Lindor, well, he was out and about in the community on Thursday night. The Indians had an off day on Thursday here in Philadelphia. And part of that off day for Lindor was spending his evening at Citizens Bank Park. No game, but in the indoor batting cages, about 30 kids from Philadelphia's RBI program were on hand, and uh, they had a chance to visit with Lindor, who also uh, did some things in terms of drills with them and just talked to them uh, about life in general and, and how he got to where he is and uh, generally just had a, a real good time. There were three different uh, programs on hand. The kids were ages 8 to 15, so a great age. And, uh, boy, you just get the feeling that Lindor can't do enough of those types of things because uh, he just seems to be a kid at heart as well. And we had a chance to catch up with Frankie on Friday, talk to him about the night and what it meant to him getting out there and uh, being a part of the RBI program in Philadelphia. It went good. It went well. I think uh, it was cool seeing the kids. It was cool um, spending some time with them. And I, I had my time to relax during the day as well. I mean, it wasn't early. It was um, around 5.30, 6 o'clock. So I'm, I have my time to um, relax, and then after that, I go out to have a nice dinner. But it was it was nice seeing the kids. It was good um, talking with them, uh, spending some time with them, 
watching them um, do their thing and uh, helping them and talking to them. You're doing this in a bunch of different cities across Major League Baseball during the season, including Cleveland. Why is it important to you? Because I, I feel like a lot of people helped me throughout my career, throughout my life, and, uh, and they're still helping me. So why not? Why not uh, find a way to, to help others? You know, I want to help. I want to um, donate some time to um, little kids, to kids that need it, um, probably more than me. And, uh, you know, it's just... It's cool. I always wanted. I always wanted to do it since I was in high school. I always had that idea. I was like, "Wow, when, if I, if I'm ever in that position of being able to um, um, impact people's life, I want to do it the right way." So uh, now that I'm in the position to do it, I don't want to waste any time. Easy for them to make you laugh. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm always laughing. I'm always smiling. So all you gotta, all you gotta do is say one thing, and I'll I'll be laughing with you. And you mentioned that. You think that's why the kids enjoy watching you play because it does seem like you're a kid out there almost i mean probably that might be one of the reasons i'm not an intimidating guy i'm not a guy that's going to be serious the guy's not going to be smiling a lot um i'm a guy that's going to smile i'm going to enjoy the game I, and i'm going to relate to to the kids you know I, I i believe i'm a kid i believe uh i'm a kid with a lot a lot more maturity so i just you know i just make sure um I tell kids, you get, you gotta enjoy the game. Just because you have one bad or bad, or two bad or bats, or you miss it, you made an error, doesn't mean you're um, you you're wrong, you know. Frankie Lindor joining us. Uh, you do this last night, and I know you taped a, this in spring training, but the premiere of, of a show called Play Ball on the MLB Network happens this weekend. The, the addition with you in it, you uh, worked with Harold Reynolds. How, how much enjoyment do you get out of that? Maybe not that one-on-one connection with the kids but they're going to be watching yeah it's cool you know for the kids because and that's one way for the kids that i don't that i don't spend time with them that it's one way for them to learn and i hope they they watch it. i hope they they um they take something out of it you know because i uh, i thought it was a cool moment and when i when they brought the idea to me to do it i was more than happy to do it because i felt like um it, it's going to be helpful for the kids well, maybe there's a next generation of Frankie Lindors out there somewhere through all this. Frankie, thanks a lot for coming by. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Francisco Lindor, who uh, not only is getting it done on the field, but a real contributor to the community as well. And uh, you just get the feeling that uh, the kids have a good time, and so does Frankie meeting with those kids because he's not that far off from where they are right now. Well, that's going to put a, a lid on this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us for the show this week and uh, we're happy to be back home next week for another edition of tribe talk we'll join you from progressive field on saturday or over the weekend depending on your station until then this is jim rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to tribe talk on the cleveland indians radio network Listening to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By the University of Akron. Visit areyououtthere.com. 